This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. If you'd still like to check out the value investor portfolio that I manage here at Saks and you still want the free report on how to invest like Warren Buffett, I'm keeping the special podcast deal open one more week because I know you're all busy and um, you're all focused on what's going on in the stock market, that you might not have gone over to zax.com slash value to get your free report and to check out the Value Investor Portfolio. So it's zacks, Z-A-C-K-S dot com slash value. Okay, I had uh, grand plans for this week's episode as there are some really interesting stories in value investing that I wanted to cover this year. But then the stock market, you know, c- continued to go crazy. <laughs> so it's just a little too hot and we can't ignore the near daily record highs, can we? No, of course not. So what we're seeing um, is basically historic in the S&P 500. This is the longest length of time ever trading within 5% of a new record highs. It's gone over a year now. There's been almost no volatility even throughout 2017 and now here into 2018. There's been no, you know, not even big, but almost no pullbacks basically since 2016. As I said, it's traded within the 5% of the record highs for the longest ever. Um, So, you know, there's just a lot going on and we should acknowledge that because we may never see this again. So we should be enjoying it. Enjoy. But um, and if you think it's only the growth stocks that are having all the fun, you'd be wrong because there are hot value stocks out there, too. And these value stocks are wrapping up big gains. So it's not just the growth that's that's in the party. Value stocks are as well. So I decided to simply do a basic screen this week. I threw out my my ideas. We can do those on another time. And. And I wanted to talk about these hot value stocks. I've talked about them in the past, about ones that value with momentum stocks, value stocks that are trading, you know, real close to their 52-week high or at their 52-week high. Obviously, with the kind of rally we saw last year, there were a lot of these stocks last year. But once again, um, there's quite a few. And I decided we needed to check in and see what was going on. So I decided to run this basic screen that I've run before. So what it looks for are Zach's ranks one or two. And that means the rising earnings estimates, of course. Now, because we're in earnings season when I'm recording this, the ones and twos are going to be more volatile than normal. They're going to be changing. And this will skew towards the companies that have recently reported or, you know, because they're going to have the positive earnings estimates revisions. So some of them might have reported, although when I did the screen and then picked the stocks I wanted to talk about, um, I think only one of them is reported <laughs> out of the five. But a lot of them maybe were late reporters in the last earnings period. So they still have that boost from those estimates rising over last quarter, actually. But that's something to keep in mind when you're looking at the Zacks rank. It gets more, much more volatile during earnings season. So, And that's what we're in. I also use a Zacks style score of A. Remember that the style scores look at several different criteria, and the value one combines a lot of the value fundamentals in there, so it's kind of like um, an ETF for the value fundamentals in that way. It's not just PE, but it's like several different of the factors, and it also looks at value as it compares to its peers, as I've explained before, so it's a little looser on the value part of it than if you're just screening for classic 
you know, PE or, or price to sales, that kind of thing. Uh, so, and I wanted that because I wanted to get a wider group of stocks. Then I added on the stocks trading at or within um, a couple percentage points of the 52-week high, and I got 77 companies. That's a lot. I was like surprised. I thought I might get like 50, but now I got 77. And most of them, um, there were some interesting ones in there. There's a decent number of banks and financials, including like asset managers. Some of the retailers were in there because we've seen a rebound in those estimates with many of the retailers. And then there was a group of refiners in there. And I haven't looked at the refiners for a while, so I'm not sure what's going on there. But um, seeing them on this list made me think, eh, I need to check in at what's going on with the crack spreads and all the stuff that's going on with the refiners because it looks like earnings are real good there. But I picked out five stocks that look interesting that have value credentials, let's just say. Um, None of them are trading at 30 times or anything like that. So if you think you need to be in those stocks like the Boeings or the Caterpillars or the 3M is trading at 25 times, if you think you need to be into those just to be getting a stock with momentum that's trading near its high, that's not true because all of these stocks have PEs under 20 that I'm going to talk about. So um, let's jump right in. The first one is Amerisource Bergen. The ticker is ABC. This is a big cap, um, almost 20 billion market cap. This has a PE of 16.4, so not too bad. It's under the overall market there. I, I like to look for stocks under 15, but things are a little pricier right now. So 16.4, I'll take that. It um, pays a dividend of 1.5% because they provide pharmaceutical products and they partner with like um, companies on the drug supply chain. So they're not out there making the drugs, but they're involved in that whole area. And that's why the shares um, have been somewhat depressed because the healthcare stocks, especially on the drug side, haven't really gone anywhere. But in 2018, these shares are up almost 10% year to date. So they're seeing a little bounce here. That's why we're getting near the 52-week high here. And earnings for fiscal 2018, 6.1% growth. Fiscal 2019, 10%. They haven't reported yet. Early February. Looks like February 6th before the market opens. So that's one in the healthcare area, which we haven't talked about a lot on this show, but maybe I should be. That's one to check out there. The second stock is in the transportation area. Um, It's GATX. I'm not sure if they actually pronounce it, but it's also ticker GATX. They have been around forever. They are a rail car leasing company. They're headquartered here in Chicago, and they've been in business leasing rail cars for 118 years. So these guys know what they're doing, been through a lot of different cycles. They reported on January 18th. So this is the one that has already reported. So this is good. We already know kind of what they're doing. So some of it is good, some of it's bad in what they're reporting. The rail cars have been down at the bottom of the industry cycle. So there was a shortage coming out of the Great Recession. A lot of rail cars were built. The oil boom helped because a lot of 
the um, crude started being shipped on the tank cars. So they made a ton of those. And then just the economy picked up, rail cars in demand. Then there were some changes in regulation that demanded new rail cars. So a lot of customers had to go out and buy the new ones because they were safer and things like that. And so that created this huge demand. Everybody made the rail cars and now there's too many rail cars. (laughs) So this always happens, goes in cycles and they have to wait until the rail cars are absorbed. But that means declining earnings. But what they said on this quarter, and this has been happening for at least a year and a half or so, maybe even two years now, they said that there's still industry-wide rail car overcapacity and it's negatively impacting lease renewal pricing at Rail North America. But market lease rates expected to remain below average in 2018, but they do feel like the cycle is starting to improve and that going forward, that maybe they've met somewhere near the low and that they're still cutting costs and doing everything they know to do at the bottom of the cycle. They get lean and mean. So that's what they're doing. So 2018 still expected to be a loss of 6.8% on the earnings side. Uh, But two estimates actually did go higher after this earnings report. That's why we got the good earnings rank here. But 2019, it's supposed to jump up earnings about 13%. So could be we're, we're near the bottom. Because everyone's now thinking we're near the bottom and the stock market's forward thinking, the shares uh, spiked after this earnings report. So that's why we're getting near that 52-week high. They trade with a PE of just 15.9. So I like that. It's pretty cheap. Um, so yeah, like if you're looking for a transport that is actually a value stock, some of these rail car, um, either the makers or the lease leasing companies, like this one is a leaser, might start looking in, start checking those out. Okay, our third stock is a retailer. Um, I'm sure you're not surprised that one of those is on here, and it's The Gap. And the ticker is GPS. We've talked about The Gap in the past when the retailers were really out of favor last fall. This was really cheap. PE now is at 16.8, so not nearly as cheap as it was before because the stock has jumped up. You know, they have Banana Republic. They obviously have The Gap. They have Athleta, which I love a lot. They never really tell us how good or bad it is over there, but they're still expanding that brand. That's their athletic leisure wear. Um, And they also have Old Navy, which is uh, expanding quite rapidly, especially overseas in like places like Mexico. It's very popular. So a lot of big brands Banana looks like it's turning around. The It's had some real bad comps a year or two ago, but those have slowly started to improve. So when you get some of these bigger brands of theirs having, you know, better same-store sales comps, that's a good sign. So earnings for fiscal 2018, which they um, are expected to report at the end of February, so we don't know for sure how that year is going to finish out up 4% and then next year up 8.2. So people definitely see a rebound here. Shares are up almost 5% so far in 2018. The big spike came in November and December of last year when everyone decided, no, all retail isn't going under, especially the apparel retailers. So that's when it was real cheap, but still not bad at 16.8. And dividend yield, it's always been good at the gap. It's still... Um, is yielding 2.6%. So pretty nice dividend there. 
then our fourth stock is one I haven't talked about before. And I was kind of like, ooh, this this one's interesting, actually. And it's foreign. So we don't talk about a lot of foreign stocks on The Value Investor. I don't know why, but we should. And um, most investors should have some kind of foreign exposure, especially in this kind of global economy, when um, the globally it looks like all boats are... Uh, being raised, basically, all ships are rising, um, and the the global economy is really heating up. So this company is Sony, S N E is the ticker, and you know everybody knows Sony. We know the TVs and the electronic side. They also have PlayStation. They uh, PlayStation Four sold 5.9 million units during the holidays of this last holiday season, 2017. They saw what they said was robust sales. Subscribers surpassed 31.5 million now. Um, they also have smartphones. They're in movies. Of course, you can remember the email leaks from Sony about their movies. And now they're also moving into automotive image sensors. So this is what's really exciting about Sony. We're seeing this with a lot of companies now, a kind of change in focus they presented at um, CES 2018 in Las Vegas, and they were showing how sensors can detect 360-degree surroundings. This is what they're doing for the autos so that the car can actually read all the way around the car. <laughs> 360 degrees, that's better than I can do. And the goal is to develop sensors that would surpass the human eye. So you're not going to be, you'd have even better vision, um, especially for those of us getting a little older. <laughs> this also sounds promising. Um, so Sony, this is interesting, these areas they're going into. So shares up 10% year to date, not surprising there. Uh, they haven't reported yet, reporting on February 2nd before the market opens. So just a little bit um, to wait on getting the report. PE is 17.6 right now. That's not too bad. You know, it's still under the overall S&P 500 there. And dividend yield, you do get one here, but it's just 0.3%. So, you know, things are happening here that we might want to check in on. I see big earnings growth in fiscal 2018. So it's just basically because fiscal 2017 wasn't that good. Um, and up another 7% in fiscal 2019. And it has beat the last three quarters now in a row. So it's put a little streak together. And this is when I'm going to be watching this earnings season now suddenly. Um, Sony, S-N-E. And then our fifth stock is Lithia Motors. This is LAD is the ticker. And it's one of the largest auto retailers in the U.S. I know I've talked about the auto retailers in the past. I've loved them for years, but then suddenly in 2015, everyone was talking about Peak Auto. Peak Auto 2015 into 2016, and a lot of these stocks plunged down because everyone was done. We're done buying the cars. We don't need those. There was all these stories about all the bad loans that are going out to get people to buy cars. There's still stories about that, but these shares have rebounded, <laughs> rebounded off those sell-offs. They sell 30 brands, so it's both uh, domestic and foreign cars. They sell new and used in 166 stores in 18 states. So they're pretty nationwide here. They also do the financing and the parts and maintenance and earnings in 2017, because um, they haven't reported yet, expected to rise 12.4%, but 2018, again, another 15.8%. So I guess Peak Auto is, is not peaking yet. It's not, it's not here. They pay a dividend yield of 0.8%. So I like that. And their PE is really cheap. They're the cheapest among these stocks. P of just 13. 
And because of that growth, they have a peg of 0.6. So some real good value fundamentals there. I don't even need to say like, but it's just under the S&P 500. <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, definitely a value play. Um, this is a mid cap with a $3 billion market cap. And it has looks like it's regained those 2015 highs. So shares plunged down. That was a buying opportunity unless you thought Peak auto is, you know, it's peaked and um, earnings were going to decline. So it could have looked like a value trap then, but it's not looking like one right now. So it reports the end of February. Shares are up 8.5% year to date. So pretty hot there as well. As I said, all these are hot. So no, no peak auto apparently. So <laughs> remember as always to do your research on any company that you're thinking of buying or you are buying and since we're in earnings season, a lot of these companies, as I said, have not reported yet. Only GATX has reported. So there's going to be a lot of information coming out about them. Listen to those conference calls. You do learn a lot. If you if you tune in, don't just read the transcripts. Um, that's helpful, but not as helpful as actually listening to their voices and seeing what the analysts are saying like with your ear, because you can hear a lot in voice inflections. And uh, watch those estimates because there are going to be a lot of changes going on during earnings season, a lot of guidance being raised, a lot of impact of the tax cuts, uh, especially on some of these that are domestic, like Lithia could see big tax cut uh, um, gains there. So, um, And we're always looking for those estimates to be revised higher. Of course, of course, naturally. What else would there be? And have fun. Have fun with looking for these stocks, these value stocks that are hitting new highs because what this list is telling us is that, again, you don't have to pay 30, 50, or 100 times earnings for a company with momentum hitting highs. It's still possible to find the values out there. You just have to know where to look and you kind of got to go off the beaten path and not follow the crowd. And that's what being a value investor is really all about, is about um, forging your own path. So let's recap those stocks again. Um, let me find the beginning of my list here. We had um, Amerisource Bergen, ABC, uh, GATX, which is GATX, The Gap, GPS, uh, Sony, SNE, and then Lithia Motors, LAD. And remember, if you want your free report on how to invest like Warren Buffett, go to zax.com slash value. This is the last week of the special promotion, so get it while you can. And I'll be back um, next week and the weeks after with those interesting stories that I had to bypass right now because it's just too hot. But um, there's always time and I'll be bringing you those in the next week. So be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on SoundCloud. And we have our standalone show now on Apple Podcasts. So be sure to tune in over there and I'll see you again next time.